0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts
1: now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? I'm
0: great. How are you doing, Pastor Matt? Man,
1: I am fantastic. Nick, thanks for running the board today. We really appreciate that. So uh, since this time of the year is the most wonderful time of the year, what you been up to lately?
0: Oh, you know, just uh, just drink, drinking hot cocoa and oh. building snowmen. And... Sitting by the fire. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to make the Yuletide wonderful for all of our incredible uh, guests that are going to be coming to all of our Christmas Eve services. So just been uh, just making services ready and working on music and staffing teams
1: and just having a great time, man. Yeah, I think my life... Consists of like I work really hard, I spend time with my family, I golf, randomly, and I rinse and repeat. Like that's that's what I do. Yeah. Like,
0: yep. Yep, and it's, it's going to be a great time. We're really excited about having Christmas Eve services for you guys. It's literally, we're, we're, what, nine days from Christmas, and we're eight and seven days from having a time where we get to gather at the end of the year and really put our focus on what mm-hmm. matters the most, because everybody's running hard this time of year. And it's just, there's just something that almost feels like a finish line when we get to that Christmas Eve service. Okay, and got a question. To, I yeah, got to yeah. cut you off. Okay.
1: Yeah. What is your favorite Christmas song?
0: Oh, man, my favorite Christmas song. It's really hard. It's either O Come, o Come, Emmanuel, or O Holy Night. There's a two-way tie. Okay. Definitely. All right,
1: Nick, get in on this action. Favorite Christmas song? Um... I'm not. I'm not saying this because our our uh, worship pastor's in here, but probably Florida Wonderland, which oh! is uh, <laughs> written
0: by East Coast
1: and our worship pastor.
0: At least Chris one Johnson. person
1: likes the song. <laughs> I did that caught me by surprise. Nick. Hey, That's awesome. Yeah. I'll pay
0: you later for that. Okay, I I, I know I said I'd pay you, yep. but it'll you'll it'll be in the mail. Yep. So, <laughs> so my, my <laughs> yeah hundred bucks. Uh, yep, okay.
1: My one hundred percent favorite song is actually a duo done by Trans Siberian Orchestra. It's Oh Come All You Faithful. Slash Oh Holy Night. I believe nice. is the combo there. Because nice. it's like O, H, and then you can't read the rest of it because it's like, you know, too yeah. long of a song title. Too much font, yep. But that tra- Trans Siberian Orchestra version, I will jam out to that hard. I mean, I will sing in my car. Yeah. I will, you know, I will lose myself to the moment gets in where the every mood. time that song happens.
0: <laughs> you know, I love Trans Siberian, just a fun memory here. When I was a kid, my mom and dad, um, when it was time for us to come out of our bedrooms, because we were, you know, we were just like all kids, we'd wake up crazy early. And when can we come out, you know, and, and open the gifts? And you couldn't come out of your room until you heard Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Really? And that was what or Mannheim Steamroller. They kinda alternated. It was either Mannheim Steamroller or yeah. Trans, but it was it was Mannheim Steamroller
1: is the poor man's version of Trans Siberian Orchestra. It's like <laughs> well, it's, not yeah, yeah. Orchestra, not, it's not quite Trans siberian Orchestra. Not quite, you know. But it's pretty good. Almost there. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's like we're going to Five Guys or we go to Wendy's. Right, you know, right, right. Five guys is Trans Siberian Orchestra. Wendy's is still good. I like Wendy's, but it's it's not quite five,
0: guys. Fresh, never frozen, right? Yeah. Isn't that Wendy's? Still delicious. Absolutely.
1: I'm about to go get a burger right now. (laughs) Well, we were talking that because on our Christmas Eve service, we've got Christmas caroling and music. That's why I wanted to jump in there. Yeah. Uh, We've got a great message going to be delivered on uh, really just... How does Christ get in the middle of your mess, of your life? Mm. Uh, in fact, our message series right now is called Chris-Mess. Christmas. M E S mess Christ-mes. Yes. Because it's my perfect Christmas, right? Christmas. Well, we all want that perfect holiday, but we've got a lot of str- struggles going around us. You know, I got a text from somebody saying the message was really good. Thanks for sharing that. And I, we really needed it because my husband just lost his job. Wow. so we are sure in a Christmas yeah you know, like and so it's just evident we got a lot going on around us and we need Christ in the middle of it and so that's what the Christmas Eve service will be about if you come to church this Sunday that's what that'll be about you go on YouTube watch the messages. We love for you, uh, you know, one of the blessings of uh, the digital age is even if you don't come to East Coast, you can still get the messages. You can still find the truth in the life. And we're happy for yep. you to do that. So check it out. Get that on our app. Get that on our podcast. Get Call us. Mail us. Fax us. However, send us a, a homing pigeon. It'll work. We'll get you that <laughs> message. <laughs>
0: Awesome, yeah, and so just before we head into that, we also want to let you know, um, like Pastor Matt said, you can get a hold of us. We basically want to encourage you to take one chapter of the Bible and read it with us, um, not just tune in and, and listen, although we really love that, we welcome that, but for you to have that time in the Word, for you to say, hey, God, what's sticking out to me? Because that's all that Matt and I have done. We've taken this chapter, and we've said, Lord, what's sticking out to me? How What are you breathing on for this moment? And really applying that that, that chapter of the Bible to our current moment with the help of the Holy Spirit. We want you to read those chapters, and a couple ways you can do that is simply log on to www.eccc.us, click the Morning Breath banner, or you can get the East Coast app. It's available in all of your app stores. Just type in East Coast app. You also have a podcast on the iTunes store. You can go back and listen to some of these broadcasts as well, and um, you can also check out our YouTube page, or if you want a Morning Breath guide sent to you, just call us, 321 452 1060 and request a morning breath guide and we'll hook you That's
1: great well we're going to jump into the chapter we're in james chapter one and uh chris you're going to read the first okay a few verses and there are 27 verses so we'll just stop at verse uh, 13 i'll jump on 14 and i must say unto you read sir
0: Perfect. James 1, this letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing to the twelve tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. Greetings. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And if you need wisdom, Ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything that they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and He never tempts anyone else.
1: But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows." He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth, They will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Amen. This chapter is awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. I love this chapter. It's It might be one of probably my... My top 10, top 20 Bible chapters, yep. top 1,000. It's definitely in the top 1,000. <laughs> um, just kidding. But it is really in the top uh, top for me. Um, uh, did you want to start anywhere? I've got some places I can run. You, yeah, you, I mean— I'll uh, leave it
0: up to you. Well, I'd like to defer to you, but since you already won the, the humility contest and defer to me first, I will receive. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hear what stuck out to you in the chapter, Pastor Matt. I think for me— uh, the thing that popped really quickly right out of the gate is here's James, brother Jesus. And he says, this letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that's powerful. Um, you see Paul often writing, Paul, a bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And James considered the highest title he could have taken. Um, this is his opportunity to drop his name and drop his street cred. And to say, you know, we, we all, many of us have a LinkedIn profile. You got your name or your Instagram bio or whatever it is. You got your name. And then the thing that you kind of want everybody to know about you and James's highest delight and honor to introduce himself to these people was a slave, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that's incredibly powerful. He could have said Jesus is brother, y'all. <laughs> you should listen to me. But he said a servant of Jesus. And I think that is incredible. And I love his humble approach. Um, he's a very humble person, and he in- inspires humility. And that's kind of the cool thought here is the people you hang around with, they impart through the osmosis of acquaintance who they are in your life. And so hanging out with James today means I'm going to probably walk away from this chapter acting a little bit more like James, who was humble, and he was not a talk to talk kind of guy. He was like, "Don't tell me, show me," and that is all the way through the chapter. And I love his humility. I love the approach that he took right out of the out of the first verse. So that that to me was a, a good place to start for sure.
1: I like that um, James was a humble man, but he also was uh, bold. One hundred percent. He wasn't he wasn't hum- humble and timid and scared and Absolutely not assertive. Not. Yep. Uh, James is considered one of the most abs- assertive, uh, aggressive yeah. uh, books of the Bible. Yep, And James was a very humble man, but he would speak the truth. And yes. uh, I, I can see him speaking the truth in love, with yep. grace and truth, as Jesus would say. Um, and so I like that humility doesn't mean um, you think less of yourself. That's right. Um, it's about you think about yourself less. Yes, uh, I, I love that one definition of humility. I agree. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. I uh, also like humility. Quote on humility is humility, like the heavenly lights, uh, are revealed in darkness. Okay, mm-hmm. and so when you lay humility upon yourself, uh, the heavenly lights are, and you are uh, up here. Okay, so at night, that's the only time you can see the stars when humility, when you walk in humility, that's when you really shine. Yeah, that's when really people really appreciate you and and really see who you are because you're not tooting your own horn, you know, you're not blinding them with the sun, like, look who I am, Yeah. but uh, everybody loves to look up at the sky at night, you know it's like, wow, look at the stars, no one likes to stare at the sun, right, it's, yep. it's devastating to your eyes, Overwhelming. and so I love that about James, that he doesn't pull punches, and uh, what really um, jumped out to me um, unless you wanted to say something else no, about I'm humility. Good. Okay, cool. Um, what jumped out to me is uh this weekend I'm teaching and I taught on faithfulness and the song, Oh come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh come ye, oh come ye, right? Come to Bethlehem, come to the Christ. Those that are faithful, the faithful, the joyful, the triumphant. Yeah, show up to see Jesus. And that's my favorite song, uh, Christmas song. And uh, I I love Oh, Holy Night. It's the bomb as well. Um, (laughs) But I was singing the song, and I went, wait a minute, hold on a sec. Am I listening to the words that I'm singing right now? And I was like, oh, am I faithful, joyful, and triumphant? I don't think I am. Like, Mm. I don't think I'm very good at those things. Like, I I am faithful, you know, to my family, to my wife. That's not what I'm referring to. But I I think that the faithfulness that— I know in my heart that I waver in to the Lord and to the right things I know I'm supposed to do. And the lack of joy that I have often and the, the not feeling triumphant regularly feeling like I've just blown it or I'm never going to be triumphant. That, that can rest on me quite a bit. When you, when you look at your own life, like how often are you wavering? How often do you not walk in joy? How often do you not feel like this triumphal, successful person? And I thought, if that's the qualifications to oh come ye to Bethlehem, I don't but I know. I guess I ain't coming. <laughs> I ain't, I'm not coming. I, can anyone make it? You know, like who can make it to Bethlehem? And uh, I, I thought about even this time of year, um, you know, there's a sense of joy that I do have. But, I mean, I could be at one moment singing to, you know, my favorite song in the car the next minute. Having a road rage duel with some crazy person from, like, Quebec cutting me off, like, you know, driving down the wrong lane and trying to kill you while you're, you know, as our wonderful Floridians and we get all the tourists and we're like, "Ah!" you know, like, and then we're back to singing, you know, like nothing ever happened. And (laughs) then we're buying presents for people and then we're spending the next 40 emails with the company because we didn't put in the right address and we, we go from joy to pain and joy to pain and joy to pain. And I wrap all that up to say this verse says that there's a testing of your faith that produces perseverance. Yeah, there's going to be a testing of your faithfulness. And good good news, bad news, you're not always going to pass the test. You're not perfect. No one is. And your testing of your faith it will produce perseverance. And you just got to keep going. When you fall, you got to get up. Let that perseverance finish that work in you, so that you might become mature, complete, and lacking. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, you know there's a there's a scripture in Thessalonians that talks about this, like that you don't God's going to get you to be perfect and where well, you won't miss the mark. And then the verse follows up with se- that says, "And Christ will do it." Like it isn't even you; it's Christ that's doing it through you. And Christ is faithful, so we can be faithful. Yeah. Christ is joy, so that we can have joy. Christ is triumphant, so that we can be triumphant. See our faithfulness. Our joy, our triumph, and our victory is actually found in following the Christ. You know, the wise men followed the star to Jerusalem, and from Jerusalem, they went to Bethlehem. And in Bethlehem, they found the Christ. And in that moment, they had exceedingly great joy. I don't think they probably had a lot of joy. Uh, Probably, I don't know. After the first few months in that two-year journey yeah. of not finding the Christ and then yeah. showing up to King Herod and like, hey, where's this king? And they probably asked a ton of people in Jerusalem, in the surrounding areas, yeah. hey, where's your new king? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. We've had this crazy old king forever. You know, like, what do you mean the new king? There probably wasn't a lot of joy. But when they found the Christ, yeah, the joy probably exploded from their heart. I know it did because it said they had exceeding joy yeah. and that they fell down and worshiped. Yep. The Christ. And then they gave gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. They gave it to not only Jesus, but they gave it to the family. And I love the picture of worshiping Jesus and that the gifts that we have, we return to the Lord, but we also give them to the people around us. It's good. Like we don't just give them back to God, we don't just keep the joy, we actually. The joy produces a gift inside of us, something we can return to other people, and that just this reminded me of that so much. I didn't see this scripture when I was studying it; just popped out to me today, and just reminded me of the message that that God really kind of burned in my heart that uh, that God can get in the middle of our mess, and uh, it does take faith and faithfulness, but that all comes from Him.
0: Man, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that, and it's it's important that our perspective is in that place. And I think when you talked about joy. Um, you know, it reminded me of something my father-in-law said to me. Uh, He said, joy is heaven's perspective over earth's problems. Mm. And that's where joy is found. And to have heaven's perspective, um, you have to be, With Jesus (laughs) to do that. It's almost like it's the invitation to, okay, yes, you are encountering various trials. These wise men encounter trials, years of searching and all of the inconvenience of that. And all of us feel inconvenience. I mean, just look at Florida traffic this time of year.
1: Mm. But can you
0: climb up into the lap of the Father and get his perspective? Because the cool thing is, is he sits above it all. He sits on the other side of your challenge with a victory that's already been promised for you. And if you can literally see that in the middle of your trial, you can consider it. Like I love what the New, Li- New Living called that verse in verse 2 today. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Yeah. There is an opportunity for great joy to be found by getting heaven's perspective in the middle of your challenge. If you'll look for that opportunity and you have to be opportunistic, you have to have the mindset and the perspective to go, where is the joy in this? What does God see? What is happening in the spirit? How can I understand? And one of the things is right there. Literally, when my faith is tested, my endurance does get to grow. If Mm -hmm. nothing else, think about the strength. It's just like lifting a weight. It's painful to lift a weight. It's painful to push a weight so many times that it gets so heavy that you can't push it anymore and you tear your muscle fibers. But the joy that's set before you of gains, Those
1: big old biceps
0: <laughs> makes you go this is worth it. And so at the end of this, that's great. And it, it helps you have the right attitude. What if we looked at all of life's problems like weightlifting? And, man, I, I need to grow in this. I haven't arrived. Um, I, I want to get to that place. And I think what's cool is we can't control outcomes, but we do get to control output. And I'm yeah. going, am I going to put out faith and joy in the mm-hmm. middle of my, of my uh, trials? I think that's really important.
1: I like that. And um, here's the thing that's kind of neat is he says, get tested, go through perseverance. And then he's like, but don't forget if you lack wisdom like in other words if you need some help yeah in any way like god's got your wisdom wisdom is an interesting word because how can you ask someone for wisdom cuz wisdom can really truly only be earned through uh progress and time wisdom is actually a word that means very similarly to the book uh called Good to Great, where mm. you believe that uh, it takes 10,000 reps to do something uh, as a master. Yep. Like, you're not a master till you've done it for 10,000 hours, rather. Yep. Um, wisdom, the, the Hebrew word for wisdom is like this picture of uh, a hammer. Uh, now, for them, it wouldn't be a nail per se, but like building a home yeah. where you've got to hammer a nail into wood over and over and over and over and over and over and over until a home is built. Wisdom is earned through repetitions. You know, And in ancient Bible days, they obviously didn't have the hammer and nail situation. They had other stuff. They had stone and chipping and, you know, ropes and wood right. and thatch right. and different things like that. But it's the same. It's the same. You do the skillful same process building. over, skillful, but over and over, over. But God can actually give you wisdom. I, wisdom is one of my gifts, uh, spiritual gifts. And, um, I say that so humbly cause Lord never take that from me. Please God, people for years when I was younger, especially when I was younger, they would say, yeah, you have wisdom beyond your years. And I'm just like, huh? Okay, cool. And, and I'm just like, I, I like that, I guess. Yeah. And and I didn't know what, to, I didn't know, ever know how to say or what to say to that. But now knowing that the wisdom that I have, most of it has come from the Word of God, like in terms—I'm not going to say most of it. I'm saying I've directly got all of it from the Bible. Like yeah. I read Proverbs over and over and over yep. and over. I, when I was a young teenager, I would read a chapter every day of Proverbs for a long time. Yep. I have the Bible that has all the different highlights and different colors for the amount of times that I read it. I still have that Bible and uh, the wisdom that God can give you can be beyond your years. It can be beyond your situation. It can be beyond your skill level. It's good. God actually wants to bless you and bless me. And, and, you know, when you have that idea or Oprah coined that aha moment, that she just figured out something that the Bible has proclaimed forever is that when you need wisdom, if yeah. you ask the Lord for that wisdom yeah. and you do not doubt, He gives that to you. And here's the thing I want to say about doubt. It isn't that you're doubting like, oh, you know, is this true or is that true? It's actually referring to what I believe is doubting that God will give it to you. Yeah. Like, Lord, I need wisdom, but he probably won't. He probably doesn't care about my little issue. He probably don't care about me. Yeah. You know, that's that doubt, right? That's right. It isn't like, hey, God, give me wisdom. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it through this problem. This is really hard. Or, man, I'm struggling with my faith right now. That's yeah. not—there's room for doubt. Um, in fact, take your doubts to the Lord. Like, who else can contain them but God? In fact, why would you need wisdom? Well, because you got some doubt going on. You don't really know what to do. So right. it's—don't get so hung up on this verse if you've ever been hung up on, like, I can't doubt. No, take the doubt to the Lord. Ask him for wisdom and then receive it. And and actually have faith and believe that he's going to give it to you. Yeah. That's where you need to put your faith. Get get the doubt out of, will God do it? Won't he do it, right? Won't he do it? God will do it. <laughs> yeah. If you got doubt, ask for wisdom.
0: Man, that's really good. And I love thinking about the fact that, you know, God delights to give you wisdom. He actually is excited when you say, and what's cool is God gives grace to the humble. Sometimes the humble thing is, I don't know what to do, God, but I know you do, and I know you yeah. want to give me wisdom. So I pray for that. I ask for that. And God says, man, let me hook you up. I'm going to give this to you. It, may, it reminded me of a statement I read in a book this year. One, one person said, I can't afford this. And that is not a wisdom mindset. Instead, he started to say, How can I afford this? Mm. I can't figure this out. Well, how can God how help can me? How can I figure, figure it
1: out? So good. I love that. That's good. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second.
0: You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Cocoa.
1: Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting. Treating you like family. God bless you. With buying and selling homes in the Melbourne, Florida area, Pineapple Farms is here to assist you. Pineapple Farms, serving Brevard County since 2011. For more information, go online to pineapplefarms.com or call at 321-426-0081. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, Because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East
0: Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680
1: North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh-brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center, Coco. We now
0: have three services every Sunday morning at 8. 15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road, Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning, 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 Bread. Welcome back. You know, we've been talking a little bit about wisdom here as we kind of headed into the break. And I think it's cool that the book of James, you know, invites us to do something about lacking wisdom is to ask, right? And what a great invitation. Ask. We don't have because we don't ask. We'll ask. But then I think what's important is verse 19 is what do we do next? Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. When you're needing wisdom, um, one of the most important things to do next is after you've asked is to slow down and listen, to expect. That's That's actually a posture of faith. Okay, I'm now going to listen. I'm going to quiet myself. I'm going to get my ears spiritually tuned in. I'm going to look for Scripture, I'm going to talk to God, and I'm going to wait. Maybe even just finding a, a moment of silence. That's such an underpracticed art. And so then we are quick to listen. And that's like, as soon as we feel like God's speaking, I'm leaning in. I'm like, all right, everybody be quiet. God's talking. I'm capturing what He's saying right now. And very often He'll do that. But what's cool then is the invitation is now, when He speaks, don't just be a hearer of the Word, but be a doer. So that's how we become that skillful builder. We get good at the reps of asking God for wisdom, listening, and then acting on the wisdom that he gives. Come on. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. I'm going to do that today, bro. (laughs) Me
1: too. I need to do that today. That was incredible, Chris. Thank you guys for listening to Morning Breath. We'll see you later. God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.